0: Good morning. Welcome to First Cup 633, the podcast that will take us on a journey to start the day with Jesus and make him first priority in every aspect of our lives. Matthew 633 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. I'm Elder Shayla Payne. Grab yourself a cup of whatever your favorite morning beverage is and let's get started. it through another weekend right I mean um, actually we made it through another week I mean thank God for his hand upon our lives thank God for his grace and his mercy I'm telling you there is uh, so much that is happening right now you know Um, but I was kind of in a conversation with my husband on today listen y'all I'm telling y'all if y'all could be a fly on the wall when me and my husband have these moments where um, it, it is like the anointing of God falls in my house and we begin to minister to one another and it's it's almost like we literally have our own little um, our own uh, uh, Bible study and I'm telling you the fire of God the anointing of God just falls so powerfully in the midst of just conversations that we start having you know we just kind of started talking about something today um, as it relates to losses and you know people um losing loved ones and um and I don't even really like to say that word because I feel like you know if if our loved ones die in Christ we don't really lose them right we we know where they are we know you know on the other side of this life God has something in store for all of us that is um way you know way better than what we're seeing now and what we're living in now and so yeah we were talking today about losses we were talking about you know some of our friends and, and um, family members who have recently lost loved ones and I was kind of sharing you know about uh, many of you know about the loss of my mom and how her death completely changed my life and changed the 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 overall perspective that I had about death um, in general I mean that uh, altered the way that I think about life you know Um, it definitely you know it definitely caused me to come out of that whole season with you know that I know we say it a lot and many people use it as sort of a cliche but life is very short you know and so coming through that season of watching my mom battle cancer and seeing how this this disease took over her mind took over her will took over her her thoughts and her perceptions um um in her last days it was one of the most uh um painful experiences i can say that i've ever had in my life however on the other side of it you know i I often tell my husband when i came to myself you know on the other side of the grief that there was definitely something god was doing in and through me through that experience and that's where i want us to park at on this morning on today throughout this week i kind of just want you to just ponder you know if you will what I'm about to share with you all as it pertains to um, God's glory through our grief, um, experiencing um, the other side of grief. Uh, I know that it—that it, that is, uh, you know, something that seems a little far-fetched for many of us and, and truly, I get it. I understand. Listen, when my mom passed, the last thing I wanted to hear um, was somebody telling me that, you know, God doesn't make any mistakes. And, you know, all of the little things that we say when people um, die or pass away, and we try to come up with some type of, of um, you know, statement or some type of uh, sympathy or empathy for them and what they're going through. And oftentimes, um, I've told people throughout the years that, you know, sometimes when people lose a loved one, and I've done it myself, your presence means more than anything that you could possibly say. Because the truth of the matter is, in moments like that, there really are no words. There are no words that you can possibly say to anybody in that moment that would. Um, um, lessen the blow or that that could cause some type of, um, you know, uh, instant healing for them, you know, or instant uh, comfort for them. You know, grief is something that is a process that we unfortunately all must go through. Um, even with my kids losing their dad just um, a while back um, over the Thanksgiving holiday of last year, I... I didn't know how to really um, walk them through that. Well, let me not say that. So going through that with my kids was something that I had hoped that I would never have to, you know, walk them through, not not losing a parent, you know, and, and that type of grief. But I also shared with my children how I learned that grief, it comes in waves. And So, you know, sometimes you have these moments where you think you kind of made it to the other side and then boom out of the blue it will hit you and, and and it hits you in a way that literally um is how life hits us sometimes because life uh oftentimes can knock the very wind out of us and sometimes that's what grief feels like it feels like literally you know somebody has gut punched you and knocked the wind out of you and so it comes in waves and oftentimes you you've got to just be able to get on that wave and ride that wave out because if you don't that grief will consume you that grief will will begin to define who you are as a person you know that grief will take on uh, um, uh, a root itself in your life and if you don't allow that process to to take place in your life and there's different levels. You know, if you don't allow yourself to go through that process of grief, you can get stuck in a place and stuck in a moment and that that moment might catch you in anger and you'll never come out of it on the other side or that moment might catch you in that bitterness. That moment might catch you, you know, in a place of depression and anxiety and it's so hard to come out of that if you allow yourself to sit in it and allow yourself to get stuck in that at that level and so i kind of wanted to share on today because i was reading my i was reading my bible earlier today after my husband and i had that you know powerful um meeting so to speak or that powerful bible study whatever you want to call it um i kind of went to ezekiel and i was reading in Ezekiel the 24th chapter. So that's what we're going to pull up today. Let's, you know, grab our cups like we do and let's drink from Ezekiel 24, specifically verse 18. And it says, so I spoke to the people in the morning and at evening, my wife died. My God, he says at evening, my wife died. And on the next morning, I did as I was commanded. Listen. I'm just going to be honest and tell you guys, so I've, you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, I've shared this plenty of times that I always knew that God had a call on my life, so to speak. Um, I just didn't know that it would be as a preacher. Okay. So when my mom passed away, the last thing that I was interested in doing is walking into my calling, you know, and as Ezekiel said um, and I did as I was commanded you know so if you read that particular chapter Ezekiel 24 um, at this point in his in his um, journey the Lord has called him to release a word to Israel and this word is not a popular word it's not one of those words that we would get excited about it's not a word that we would you know uh, jump and shout on it was it literally was a word of rebuke Um, and so Ezekiel is releasing this word that God has given him to the children of Israel and the the beginning of the chapter kind of gives this parable of about a boiling pot and then where we are today Ezekiel um, is receiving um, this word from God where God comes to him and he tells him that he's about to take the delight of his eyes away from him with a fatal blow listen that that would have shook the very core of my being you know when if God would have came to me and told me you know that I'm about to take your mom because the truth be told up until the point that my mom actually transitioned I honestly thought God was gonna heal her. I thought God was gonna raise her up out of that bed and she was gonna go back to being the beautiful, vibrant, um, awesome, wonderful wife, mother, sister, aunt, friend that she was. And so I'm, I was sitting there in that moment, you know. Not thinking that it was gonna happen the way that it happened. So often that's how we are in life, you know. We don't we have our own little plan. We 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 fix things up in our own minds about how something should play out, what should happen in a situation. And then when God doesn't do it the way that we had already, you know, cooked up the story in our head, or already planned it out we become angry at God, you know? But the truth of the matter is, you know, it is not our plan, you know, it is always God's will. It's, and, It's However, I was not that spiritual at the time when all of this took place. And so, yes, I became very angry with God. I definitely didn't respond the way that Ezekiel did. You know, I, I couldn't imagine sitting there and God is telling me that he's about to uh, take the delight of my eyes away from me with a fatal blow. But then God turns around and tells him, but you must not mourn or weep over your wife or let your tears flow. So then he tells him, you know, that I'm about to take your wife, but you can't cry about it. You can't mourn her. You can't weep over her. And so Ezekiel, um, he, he he's he's sitting there receiving this word from God, and I'm reading these passages today, and I'm like, man, how uh, uh, integral of him that he sits there, and God is telling him these things, and Ezekiel does not respond like many of us will respond in our feelings, you know, with with rage, with anger, with resentment towards God with you know many of us probably would have been like you know what like you know seriously that's what you're about to do you know come on now God um you and then you're gonna have the audacity to turn around and tell me that I can't cry that I can't weep over her you know that I can't let tears flow and God is telling God tells him he says groan quietly do not observe mourning rites for the dead put on your turban strap your sandals on your feet and do not cover your mustache or eat the bread of mourners. So God gives him these instructions about what to do after he dis- he tells him he's going to take his wife. So after your wife dies, this is what I want you to do. A, B, and C. Like I want you to get up. I don't want you to cry over her. I don't want you to mourn over her. Don't um, cry, you know, cry quietly. Moan quietly, quietly, you know. But uh, uh, don't observe those mourning rites for the dead. You know, don't don't do the whole uh, ashes and sackcloth and all of that type of stuff. Put your turban on, strap your sandals on your feet. Don't cover your mustache or eat the bread of mourners. And so Ezekiel, he, he, he responds and says, um, like, <laughs> I spoke to the people in the morning and my wife died in the evening. He literally just says that like it's very a very casual thing you know like it's almost not a big deal however it was a big deal but if you can read and see how obedient Ezekiel was even in this crisis even in what appeared to be a dark moment listen we've all heard the saying when it rains it pours yeah and you might have even experience the pouring rain in your own life. Some of us are experiencing that right now. When it rains, it pours. And it's those moments when uh, the dishwasher leaks or the car breaks down or the diagnosis is devastating. And we wonder if we can handle another blow. Listen, I, I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but many of us are going through seasons of rain and pouring right now where it seems like if it ain't one thing it's another you know um, I had to bury my mom last week I gotta bury my my, my brother this week, I had, I've got to bury my, you know, some people have had to bury their children, you know, and, and so it's, it's a, a never ending cycle that's happening in your life, where you like literally stuck in this crisis moment, stuck in this crisis mode. In this reading today of Ezekiel 24, we, we are going to, we find two major events that remind us of the storms. In our own lives because first Ezekiel like I said earlier he gives this parable of a boiling pot and the pot represents the city of Jerusalem and the scum in the pot represents the sin of the world read Ezekiel 24 6 through 13 the pot burns up the sin and corruption of the city and it is an example of what the people could expect to happen to Jerusalem the second major event is the death of Ezekiel's wife. When it rains, it pours. God tells Ezekiel not to mourn for her, but to keep on proclaiming his message to the people. I'm gonna take your wife, um, but you're not gonna have, I don't want you to mourn for her. I want you to continue to speak the message that I've given to you for the people. Do you know how many pastors, how many preachers, how many ministers, how many uh, uh, servants of God have suffered or experienced losses and had to continue to release the Word of God to the people, had to continue to minister to the people, had to continue to show up and do what God had called them to do. Listen, this was a difficult time. This was difficult for onlookers to understand and it may be difficult for us to understand. Why would God tell Ezekiel not to mourn the death of his wife? Well, we find that answer in Ezekiel 24, 24 through 27. Listen, it says this. It says, uh, uh, now Ezekiel will be a sign for you. You will do everything that he has done. When this happens, you will know that I am the Lord God. So Ezekiel's response to his wife's death was a sign for the people of what was to come for them When their city is destroyed. So, in essence, God is telling Ezekiel, I don't want you to mourn. I want you to continue to speak and do what I've called you to do. Release the word that I've given you to release. And you are going to be a sign for them. Somebody is watching you in your crisis. Somebody is watching you in your when it rains, it pours moments. Somebody is watching you to see how you're going to handle this crisis, how are you going to handle this pain? How are you going to handle this moment of when it rains, it pours? Listen, the devastation of both the prophecy of the destruction of Jerusalem and the personal loss of the prophet's wife are heavy circumstances that will cause both grief and sorrow for the city and Ezekiel. But one lesson that we can glean is this, God's plans and purposes are worth following even when we do not understand. I gonna say that again, God's plans and purposes are worth following, even when we don't understand. We don't have to understand to follow God. We don't have to understand to trust God. And I'm telling you, there are some moments and some times that have happened in my life when I didn't understand it. I didn't know why I didn't, I didn't know what God was doing, but I know that God just wanted me to trust him, that God just needed me to, 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 to trust his plans and his purposes for my life. Rather than mourning the loss of his wife, God told Ezekiel to get up and speak. And he did. Ezekiel did just what God told him to do. God told him get up and speak and Ezekiel's obedience to God's instruction is both inspirational and challenging. How is it inspirational and challenging? Listen, there are a few things that we can learn from Ezekiel's response. One of those things is obedience to God should not hinge on my circumstances. It, Me obeying God is not predicated on my circumstances. My life doesn't have to be going well in order for me to obey God. Just obey God. If we want to, uh, uh, if we're going to walk in, what God has for us, if we're going to do what God has called us to do, we cannot let our circumstances or our situations in life cause us to stumble in the way that God is telling us to go. And The other thing was obedience to God should not depend on how I feel. Get out of your feelings sometimes. God told Ezekiel, he said, listen, don't mourn, don't grieve over her, don't cry over her, don't weep over her. Speak the word that I've given you and trust my plan, trust my purposes. You're going to be for a sign for somebody. You're going to be a sign to somebody that, listen, my crisis does not define me. My circumstances do not define who I am. Listen, it happened. Yes, it did. It was painful. Yes, it was. My God, and I'm still experiencing, I'm still feeling the pain of that fatal blow. But it will not determine whether or not I am obedient to what God says. I can't sit in my feelings. I can't get stuck. in my feelings I can't get caught in this trap of grief I can't get caught in this this uh, cycle of grief I don't want to get stuck in my pain I have to be obedient and trust that God is working it together for my good here's another thing obedience to God affects me and the people around me imagine if Ezekiel has shut down and shut up the death of his wife would be the death of his prophecy. Did you hear that? If Ezekiel has shut down and shut up, the death of his wife could have been the death of his prophecy. God wants to use the things that we go through in a very powerful way it's all a part of his plan that's actually what we were discussing today my husband and I when we were talking about you know there are moments and things that happen that God allows to happen in our lives and believe me when I say this nothing will be wasted whatever God allows he will not waste it whatever God allows to happen in your life draw from it I have this thing where I say I don't want to come out of it bitter but I want to come out of it better and so I've learned even through the experience with my mother's death, I've learned how to draw from the the crisis. I've learned how to not waste my crisis. I've learned how to yield my state of being to what God wants in my life and yield myself to his will and to his ways. Listen, obedience is tough sometimes, Obeying God, I'm not just going to tell you, is an easy thing. Sometimes it's a very hard thing. Sometimes it requires us to, to reach into the very core of our being to do what God has called us to do in spite of. In spite of our circumstances, in spite of our situations, in spite of the crises that we are facing. But there's, there's some things that you can't afford to waste in your crisis. Listen, the crisis will change you. The crisis will change you. You are learning a you that you did not know. I'm telling you, you will learn a you that you did not know. And you've got to be able to step into that crisis and realize that God is going to, He's listen, He's going to pull me out of it. He's never going to let you walk into anything that you cannot handle. What you are capable of handling, it God already knows. And whatever the crisis is, I know that might not be the thing that you are wanting to hear even now when you're in that when it rains and poor season. But I'm telling you, if God brought you in it, he's going to go down in it with you. And he's going to come out with you. He's going to come out with you. So listen, declare that you're a comeback kid on today. You're a comeback kid. You're coming out of that crisis better than than you were when you went in it. You're going to draw from it and learn the lessons, take the tools. Uh, God is developing my character. He is uh, 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 causing me to grow in areas where I needed growth. That's what He's doing in my life. I'm not going to sit in the hurt. I'm not going to sit in the pain. Yes, it's very painful. It is, but I'm not going to sit in it because I need to draw from it. I need to learn from it. I need to pull out of it what God has for me. Listen, I, I want to share this with you. I went through a class several, uh, may, may have been a couple of years ago, with Apostle Matthew Stevenson. Apostle Stevenson shared such a profound experience. Um, testimony of God's grace on his life as he was teaching that class and one of the things that he talked about was the pain that he had experienced in his own life he talked about the pain being uh, in his own life not defining who he was he talked about how the pain only grew him the pain only made him who he is today and I want somebody to understand that that the pain that you are experiencing today You would not have known that you could go through it if you weren't going through it right now. You would not have known the level of growth, the level of character development, the level uh, 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 that God is causing you to walk in had you not experienced this pain. Listen, he said this. I want to share this. He said this. He says, my story is painful. But that pain is what has strengthened me, shaped my character, and gives me the platform to be a world-changing leader. He says, I don't hate my pain, but instead I'm thankful for what it's made me. If you avoid painful situations, you will never know what you are made of. Pain and suffering reveal who you really are. How you respond when trials come are some of the most powerful lessons in your life. Understand this, that it is all for God's glory. God gets the glory in my story. He gets the glory in my story and God's glory through grief Listen, God's glory through grief, when you come out on the other side of this grief, you will have some things, you will have some growth in you, you will have some development in you that you did not have prior to experiencing what you're experiencing. Now listen to this, in comparison to the obedience part, there's three things that I want you to understand also, that disobedience to God impacts my circumstances. Just like obedience to God should not hinge on my circumstances, disobedience to God impacts my circumstances. Disobedience to God is not going to make me feel better. Just like obedience to God should not depend on how I feel. Disobedience to God, though it might feel personal, is going to impact those around me. Just like obedience to God affects me and the people around me. Obedience impacts the people around me, but disobedience does as well. One thing that we can walk away with today is to obey God through grief and let God be glorified even when we do not understand. I've seen this in my own life through the death of my own mother while she was suffering in excruciating battle with cancer, in excruciating pain, I would literally hear my mother cry out and scream just from someone touching her to turn her over in her bed. But while while, while we're experiencing that, while I've, I've watched her suffer that excruciating battle with cancer, lives were changed because she walked with God through that suffering I'm telling you I have a journal from my mother and it all talks about God I, I share this with people all the time that I'm so inspired by reading the things that she wrote about as she went through this journey, because she always talked about in that journal, the goodness of God, talked about how good God is, how gracious he is, how loving he is, how kind he is in the midst of all of the pain she was going through in the midst of the circumstances, in the midst of, of, of that battle that she had been fighting for uh four and a half years, she still was praising God, she was still giving God glory. And we have a tangible opportunity to use our grief for God's glory. You may be in the thick of the most difficult loss or struggle of your life, but that does not mean that God is not at work. There is absolutely a place for grief and anguish, but let God be the leader in the good times and in the grievous times and watch how he works through it. He did it for Ezekiel, and he'll do it for you and me. When we don't understand, we can always trust God's plan. Let's pray. Father God, you know our every struggle, God. Even the things that we cannot understand. So God, we're asking you today, Father, that you would help us to walk with you and obediently serve you no matter what happens in our lives. We want you to get the glory from every circumstance that we walk through. We don't always understand why things happen the way they do, God, but we are trusting. We are choosing to trust and obey you no matter what. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace. Thank you for listening. To connect with Sin for the Women or SFW Ministries, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or you can visit us on our website at www.sinforthewomenministries.org. Join us again tomorrow. Grace and peace to all of you.